Hey everybody out there, this is Jeff, and yes, this is a Hooniverse podcast that's not a SEMA episode. I'm actually going to turn off the fan in the background. All right, all right, so no producer Chris Hayes tonight, no guest, it's just me at home, uh, and I want to apologize for throwing so many SEMA episodes in your face. Chris and I have just been busy. Uh, life has been getting in the way, and, and we haven't been able to find time to get together and record. You know, I got to drive an hour each way, um, and that is difficult at, on occasion. It's just unfortunately been difficult so many days in a row now. Um, so I wanted to sit down and give you a fresh episode uh, because I know you know you like you, you guys like the same episodes for the most part, but it's not our standard episode. So neither is this, but it's a little bit closer to what we normally do. So. Let's see. Uh, First, I'm going to tell you what beer I'm drinking tonight. So I've got a nice 750 milliliter bottle from my friends at Four Sons Brewing. This is uh, one of the top, well, one of two uh, breweries in Huntington Beach. Actually, there's more now, but uh, this is the second one opened. And it's awesome. And the people who work there are great. Uh, They're actually all car people. The oldest son um, had a Mustang and a, a JK Wrangler that he did a bunch of stuff to, but he got rid of that. Now he has a truck that he had to get for delivery purposes for the brewery, but he's already working on it. And the dad has a Ferrari uh, and he used to have an M5 and one of the other brothers has a GTI. So they, they love cars. But what I'm drinking here is a special brew. Um, it was uh, released in small batch. I think they only did 250 bottles of this. Uh, does it say it on there? Um, no, but it doesn't, but it's called utter nightmare. It's a chocolate milk stout with hazelnuts and it's 13.3% and it doesn't drink like it. Uh, so this is a very dangerous, very delicious bottle of um, alcohol. <laughs> it's good. It's really, really good. Uh, if you can find Four Sons in the Southern California area, I highly recommend that you just get it. <clears throat> so uh, now I'm going to dive into what I've been driving. And if there's audio issues at all during this episode... I'm, you know, what can I say? I don't have a producer tonight. I don't have headphones on. I'm just running this straight into GarageBand from a Blue Yeti uh, USB microphone, which is a great microphone. I use it for my voiceovers uh, on the reviews. <clears throat> All right. So something I drove a couple weeks ago was the Acura RLX Hybrid. And I had extremely low expectations going in on this one. There's going to be awkward pauses tonight when I take a sip because no one can chime in. <clears throat> this Acura RLX Hybrid is a full-on sleeper. Uh, that's because the, compo- the combined power output of the uh, gas-electric powertrain is 377 horsepower. The transmission shifts nicely. The interior is really nicely de- uh, designed. The seats, it's an Acura. Acura seats are always super comfortable. This car also has the super... Um, what the hell is it called? Super handling all-wheel drive system, uh, where it actually truly torque vectors. None of that, you know, let's break the, the inside wheel a little bit. It actually sends torque appropriately. This is the first application where they're doing an all-electric version of the super handling all-wheel drive system. This is basically like a very, very, very detuned NSX sedan. I'm not joking you. Look at the number of electric motors this car has. Look how it distributes torque. Uh, you know, it's not 
it's obviously not super sporty, but it's way sportier than you'd expect. It's like I said, super comfortable inside. I like cars with good audio systems, and this has one from a company I'd never heard of because I'm not an audiophile, but I do like good audio. Uh, Krell audio system. I think it was 14 speakers, and the the sound system was excellent. Acura. That's another thing. Acura has always done well is a, a good sound system, um, and this one is no exception. I really really like this car, and I think my car was fully loaded at like. 56 grand, which is, you know, not an inexpensive amount of money, but for what it's technically competing against, that's a, that's a hell of a deal. Uh, fully loaded out the door, 56 grand. And like I said, sleeper, no one's, no one's gonna, you know, see that one coming. It, it was a, that was a sweet little car, had a nice heads up display. Um, I really enjoyed that vehicle and I expected to not enjoy it at all. Acura has a little bit of a history of doing that. Um, I remember I was at a, a motor press guild, which is the Southern California journalist association at their track day event. They do once a year. And the Acura PR girl at the time told me to drive the, um, it was the TL, but it was specifically the TL with the six speed manual, the 305 horse motor and the all wheel drive system. And I was like, eh, no, I'm good. I'm good. She's like, no, no, take it out on the track. All right. I took it on the track. I came back and thanked her for telling me to take it out on the track. Cause that car was awesome. If you can find one of those secondhand, buy it. You will not be disappointed. That is such a, a cool car, and we probably won't see an Acura like that again. Well, you know, a modern Acura like that, like a basic sedan with 300 horse, manual gearbox, and a great all-wheel drive system. That is a sweet, sweet car. After I gave the Acura back, um, I spent a week with the Subaru WRX. STI series hyper blue or hyper I, whatever it's the limited edition one in that near baby blue color with the black wheels um, there's nothing changed in terms of performance upgrades or, or you know there's no added power or anything like that so it's the same 300 plus horsepower 2.5 liter turbocharged uh, flat motor um, six-speed manual gearbox uh, it's you know it's a fun little car to drive um, and I actually really like the way the color looks. Uh, the, the blue looks great, especially with the black trim bits, like the, uh, the wheels and, and, and there's, there's black trim bits all over the place. Um, but driving that car on the road, it just, okay, so I'll get to a car later that will tell you why maybe it didn't feel as good as I remember it feeling when I drove the STI at the launch years before. Um, it just, the steering felt overboosted and, and, and it just felt frenetic and in not a great way. I mean, it's still an STI. It's still fun. It just took a whole week of getting used to where normally I can jump into a car like that and just kind of go and go with the flow and have fun. Uh, this one, for some reason, the, the, the clutch action and this could, and the, the car had 3000 miles on it. Those are 3000 journalist miles. So the car, the clutch could have been beat to hell, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, but the, um, Headphone users apologize about that. Um, the um, it just the clutch action didn't feel great. The shifter action felt fine. The throttle response was great. You know the the car is still fun. It's just that seems like a car that it, like a caged animal when you're driving it on the street and it really is looking for a dirt rally stage, which is fine. You know I get that, um, but mm, I don't know. It didn't it didn't live up to the hype I remember. And 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 the car I followed that up with also kind of did the same thing. Um, I still have it. It goes back later this week, um, but I just have been spending the week with a 2016 Audi S4. Now, 
growing up and you know transitioning from a teenager who knows nothing to an adult who knows nothing the Audi S4 was always one of those super rad just oh man such a fun sedan you got to get your hands on it um the current iteration does nothing for me i i mean it, it's fine you can step in the pedal you can get going quickly um maybe it's because other Audis have already progressed to the next generation of the interior uh, ergonomics and tech. Um, that's probably part of it. But, I mean, the the TTS I had a couple weeks prior was, was way more entertaining than um, this Audi S4. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just been kind of a boring week with this car. Now, I mean, I've just been commuting in it, but... Still, an Audi S4 of old would have made the commute thrilling. This car doesn't do that. Uh, it still has comfortable seats, you know. It, I mean, but here's the other thing about Audis: they never make good noise until recently when they started adding the sport exhaust. Uh, if you go watch my S7 video, you can see what I'm talking about there. I think we captured the noise a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a shame. This this Audi S4 is just doing nothing for me. But the car that has done something for me, and what I was talking about when I said I had something else when I had the STI, uh, I did spend a nice Friday to Monday with a McLaren 675 LT. Oh yes, this car is much closer to the P1 than it is to the 650. The 650 was delightfully mental, restraint, restrained, mental restraint. The 675 is unhinged. It is just it's probably the fastest car i've ever driven um we took it way 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 out um and i you know jason and uh, we had some help from a friend of universe manny carrillo we took it way way out by willow springs there's this there's a road out there which is basically about two miles very nearly dead straight uh and it dead ends and there are no houses there's nothing but tumbleweeds in the distance so there is nothing to do I mean, you're still doing. I'm, I'll be honest. We're we're, we're going to go very fast on this road, um, but they're the only thing that could go wrong is if I blow a tire, um, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But you take that chance no matter what. So we went out there. We we got some good footage of this car. Uh, it is just mental. So the 650 is more. I don't want to say touring car, but it has you know adjustable seats and all this. Whereas the 675, you can adjust the front to back, the slider, but it's a fixed back seat. And the angle of your legs and your hands, you feel like you're sitting in a race car. It is so awesome. The first few times getting in and out can be awkward, but after you do it a few times, it gets a little bit easier. Um, the steering wheel, the carbon fiber steering wheel feels so good in your hands. The shifts are lightning fast. There's way, the 650 didn't really make much noise. I mean, I know it's a twin turbocharged engine, so the turbos are going to muffle that, but you can make noise with a turbocharged engine. It's just the 650 didn't feel like it needed to make noise. Uh, it didn't need to be as shouty as the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis of the world. The 675 makes noise and it makes good noise and it'll pop and bark like you want, you know, exciting cars to do these days. That car is a wild, wild experience, and I loved every second of it. The beer sip. That's why I said that the Subaru steering felt overboosted, and and you know it. So you jump from that car. Obviously, there's going to be a disconnect, but you know you give yourself a few days to get back into the mode of driving the one car, 
and I never never fully warmed. I almost started to warm back up to the Subaru at the end. I, I do love Subarus, though. I, I'm a big fan of even their you know non-sporty vehicles still have an edge of sportiness to them. Um, even the XV Crosstrek is kind of fun. I've always wanted to do the uh, take an XV Crosstrek, rally it out, and swap in an STI motor, but I am not a wealthy man, so I can't afford to do that. I still think someone should do that for SEMA. Actually, I think someone may have done that. Um, but I'll take credit for the idea. Um, so it's it's been a, a fun few weeks with cars. Uh, but I've also got my truck back, as you know, from the last live – well, not live, but non-SEMA podcast. I was surprised with Mr. Ricardo Redclifo dropped off my truck, which was great. Um, the brakes work. Uh, the cooling system works. I started doing some more stuff since I've gotten it back. I'm trying to – I'm putting new interior panels on the doors. You guys will like this story. So – uh, I, the, the doors are red. There's an upper door panel you can get that the truck used to come with. I can see the aluminum clips are still there, but the door panel isn't there. It's plastic. It's white plastic. So I bought them from LMC truck, um, got them, popped them in to get the, I have to take the door handle and the window regulator handle off to put this panel on. So these, these don't just pop off. There's a little set screw in them. Got the set screws out. No problem. Now, when I went to put them back in, the set screw, I mean, I don't know if, what the screws were made out of, but it would look like cheese. You start tightening the screws and you just see the, the metal bending and it's not going well at all. So I ruined the two set screws to put it back on. So now my driver's side, I only did one door. I didn't do the, the passenger door yet. I did the driver's side door and the, <laughs> I knew this would happen, but when I shut the door, both the, um, the door handle, the interior door handle and the window regulator just fell right into the cabin. So now those door handles don't stay on. I got to buy new set screws, which they don't just make the set screw that fits that. So I got to buy random, a bunch of random screws, see what fits. And I think I'm going to try to switch it from a screwdriver screw to one that works off an Allen wrench to make it, it'll fit more easily in there and make more sense when you're tightening it and loosening it. So, but it, it, the door does look good with the door panels. If you go to my Instagram, you can see a before and after picture I posted. If you don't know my Instagram, it's Hooniverse Jeff. So go there. I say it at the end of every effing episode. So you should know it. Um, but the, the, I've been driving. I've actually been enjoying driving the truck more than the Audi S4. So that says something about the Audi. Oh, it does say something about the truck too. <clears throat> but there is... Still a little bit of a stutter in the engine. If I go, if I try to go flat on the throttle, um, it'll, I'll get a little cough and a hiccup here and there. Um, I think part of it is related to some carburetor tuning. I think it's also related to that that uh, that low compression cylinder, cylinder eight. Um, here's the thing: as I'm driving the car, the truck, and it's and it's running well-ish, you know, for what it is. Um, I already want to start juicing it up which I know is I, I have other things to do. I need to clean up the wiring. I need to have Clarion do that audio install. I need to get the, the um, roll pan done in the back, but that's body work. That's nothing. Um, so there are other things I need to do, but I already want I, I, I want faster throttle response. I want it, the engine to, to revs to rise and fall more quickly. I want more noise. I want more power. I want this to be a muscular truck. I mean, I can't call it hoon truck and just like make it like, 
a farm truck. Not farm truck, but a actual farm truck. Um, I don't want it to be like that stupid. Well, it's not stupid. That's a pretty awesome truck. But I don't want it to be like farm truck. I just want it to be like a cool classic muscle truck. And no, I have not done a burnout yet because I just haven't had time to get to where the place where I would go do that and film it just in case something breaks. But I am so happy the truck is in my garage. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to do more stuff on it. Uh, I ordered some not full-on Mexican blanket seats, but something close to it. But they're back-ordered from LMC, so hopefully I get those soon. Um, but either way, Hoon Truck's back, and it looks damn good in my garage. Now, speaking of old Fords, hold on, beer sip. This is some good goddamn beer. <clears throat> I'm going to Lemons this weekend, and I'm racing uh, Hooniverse editor-in-chief Tim O'Dell. That's you, you never hear him on the podcast because... He has a real day job and he actually makes money. Um, but he and I co-founded the site. So Tim lives up in the Bay Area. For those of you who don't know the history of Hooniverse, um, he has a 1962 Ford Ranchero Lemons race car. This will be the second race for it. Uh, he knows a little bit about these cars because he also daily drives a 64 Falcon. This is not a fast car. It has a very small straight six. It has a three-on-the-tree manual gearbox. Yes, I'm going to be racing a car with an on-the-tree manual shift gearbox. They just upgraded it, upgraded it to a two-barrel carburetor. In the last race, the fuel leak was so bad that in corners there are photos of of the Ranchero out there just spraying fuel through the turn. It is apparently colossally slow. Hopefully, some of these upgrades help. It also just got new headers and uh, new jetting for the carburetors. Uh, but the the thing I'm looking forward to is that the steering is apparently excellent and the brakes are wonderful. So if I can get into a rhythm and go slow car fast, I'll be very happy. Regardless of that, I'm racing at Sonoma. And I've never been to Sonoma, so I'm extremely excited to check another track off my bucket list. I can probably put the sticker of Sonoma on the back of the truck. Uh, that, you know, The plan is to put various tracks I race at. I want to put the sticker there on the back. I should have got a Sebring sticker. I need a Sebring sticker. Um, I just guess I could just make bumps in the back of my truck, and that would be Sebring. <clears throat> so uh, I'm, I'm looking – I haven't been to Lemons in years and years. Uh, for those of you who know Hooniverse history, we campaigned – not campaigned. We ran a few races with an 82 – BMW 6 Series, and we had an amazing theme. Go look up the Uberbird for those of you who don't know it, and you'll be blown away. I guarantee you, the car is the shit, even though it's now rusting in some unknown field in San Diego. Um, so I'm pumped to go back to Lemons. I actually just got a brand new Alpine Stars racing suit, uh, including shoes and gloves. Um, Alpine Stars hooked it up, not completely, but massively we'll say that i got a brand new black armor helmet that i bought um the thing is awesome carbon composite uh you know a a carbon fiber helmet is thousands of dollars this one is well under that and this has built-in communications so we actually gonna have radios for this race which is not like our, our former races uh so i'm super pumped i can't wait i'm flying up there on thursday night i'm actually picking up a nissan titan xd at the airport to so i already shot one half of a Nissan Titan XD review. This is basically going to be the second half of the review. So I haven't edited any of that video yet because I'm waiting to shoot this. We're towing the race car with the Titan XD. You know, that'll be fun. And I'm actually going to sleep in it at the track. Um, 
And then I got to, after the race, rush home, drop the race car off, drop the truck off, get on a plane and fly home late Sunday night. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be so, so, so very awesome. And then when I get back, I get the new Audi Q7, which is actually supposed to be brilliant. But uh, we won't talk about that yet. Um, talk about that on a future podcast. Now, speaking of the future, um, in a couple weeks, I am flying to San Antonio. I get to drive the Infiniti Q60, the new basically G Coupe. Because it now has, as you've no doubt know, a 400 horsepower motor. This is going to be good. Um, my one gripe with Infinity vehicles is that they don't let you fully defeat traction control. Apparently, there's a fuse you can pull, and I might have to find it so I can do the first Q60 400 horsepower burnout. Um, especially since you know they're not going to be letting Sebastian Vettel drive these cars anymore. Um, so that'll be awesome. Going to shoot video on that. Uh, part of the drive also includes the QX50, but, you know, whatevs. Uh, it's the Q60 that I'm there going to see. Maybe I'll do an on-the-road podcast from there uh, and grab a guest while I'm there. Hold on. Beer sip. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <clears throat> so I'm very much looking forward to that. Now, one thing that's popped up in the news this week, which has been blowing up really is the uh the whole epa announcement um basically sema put out a press release talking about how the epa wants to stop street cars from becoming race cars and this would mean no more lemons no more chump car you know no more fun no more enjoyment um and a whole lot of bullshit but a lot of people jumped on that sema press release without actually reading what the EPA said. There's a whole lot of confusion out there. And our own Tim O'Dell, who I previously mentioned, did a great article that dove a little bit into what the EPA is saying. What they're saying is to clarify an existing exemption. Uh, There's some mishmashy wording in what the EPA is saying, too. They're trying to clarify their position. Uh, SEMA is just, you know, to them... Obviously, this seems like a massive attack on their industry, which, you know, I don't blame them, but their press release didn't cite any sources, didn't point to any direct clarifications or or citations in what the EPA was saying. So good on Tim for actually diving into this and reading this instead of the knee-jerk reaction like, oh my god, the sky is falling. I don't think it's that. I think there's reason for SEMA to be concerned I think there's reason for all of us to be concerned, but I don't think the sky is falling just yet. Still, let's wait and see what's going on because, you know, who knows? I could be totally wrong and this could ruin um, automotive enthusiasm as we know it. (laughs) But I don't think it's going to. Now, um, before I jumped online, I I decided to post some questions. Not me post. I asked you to post questions. And I wanted to see if anybody posted them. I told people to post them to Facebook. I wrote a post on Facebook saying, I'm going to be podcasting tonight. If you have any questions, post them on Facebook. No one has responded to that. However, I also put it out on Twitter. And people have asked questions on Twitter because nobody pays a fucking attention to what people say. So let's go through these questions. Michael Schley, who's a fellow journalist and a Canuck and a very nice guy. And also, we we had our first children right around the same time. And I think he actually also did something Hellcatty similar. He's like, maybe he's Canadian me. He wrote, why so lonely tonight? Baby duties? 
not baby duties. I could have broken away tonight, but last night I had baby duties, so I couldn't record on the normal day. And then Chris is busy tonight, and I just couldn't let another week go without, uh, you know, an actual podcast. Uh, Eric Tegler, who contributes to the site and is a wonderful writer, along with his brother Jan, wrote, "I'll I'll just post mine here. Ankle socks or calf high? You said any questions you want answered. Uh, literally right now, I'm wearing ankle socks, but I actually prefer uh, much higher socks with some style. I actually really like the socks that Hoonigan makes. So uh, you should – I like the orange ones where the left foot says uh, clutch kick and the right foot says – oh, what the hell does it say? Oh, never lift. Clutch kick, never lift. Those socks are rad. I wore them for my Drift 101 lessons because <clears throat> I'm a nerd. All right. Uh DC Car Geek, who you should be following on Twitter because he knows everything about policy and cars. So he's really smart. He wrote, hold on, I'll be right over. Looks at 405 South. Never mind. <clears throat> Mac Murphy, Mac at Mac, I can't speak, and it's not the beer yet. At, at Mac Ford Fan 98. If you could do a 30-minute or so YouTube show, what would it be like? Probably terrible uh, because I would hate to edit it. But if I could do a 30-minute YouTube show, maybe I would do like a sit-down-y, podcast-y, not podcast-y, but an automotive talk show of sorts. Does that make sense? Um, with no – that might be terrible. I mean you're putting me on the spot here with this question. Uh, I don't fucking know. I would like to do maybe a mini movie feature type with a road trip. Um, and if I could pick someone to do it with, I'd pick two people. I'd pick Drift Idiot and Zach Clapman from The Smoking Tire. I'd pick them um, and we'd bring Jason along. Uh, because he's funny and I would try to make him puke again like I did in the CTSV and he could help with shooting. But definitely Drift Idiot and Zach. Um, <clears throat> Michael Schley has another – nope, he not a question. He'll be there in seven to eight hours depending on TSA. All right. Uh, Mac Murphy, Mac Ford fan 98 has another question. You're given the choice of any car between 100K to 500K. What would it be? Ooh, I like that question. I mean – I mean, realistically, I would buy a whole bunch of cars um, because my dream muscle car is a 68 Charger with 69 taillights. I'd find some way to convert that and make it happen. Um, But if I had to pick one car in that price range, that is – oh, oh, no, no. Never mind. I know what it would be. Um, So obviously – you know, my wife would have the family car, so I would have a Superformance Daytona Coupe. Yeah, no question. Um, look for a video on a Superformance Daytona Coupe very soon, by the way, shot by the same people who shot our 1970 Porsche 911 video with John Kerry. That was a great video if you haven't seen it, and a great car, and a, and a, a great dude, John. I hope you're doing well. Um, so go watch that. So that same production company came out with to work on another video with me, and we went to Superformance, and we drove the Daytona Coupe one day, and we shot in the, the, their garage the next day. Actually, though, the in-car footage of that, the card was corrupted, and none of this is my gear. It's all their fault. Um, so we have to go back tomorrow to reshoot in-car of the Daytona Coupe. And uh, Superformance is so cool. They're like, yeah, come on up. Uh, that was my quick Lance Stater, CEO of Superformance South Africa accent. And I apologize because he's super nice and he doesn't sound like that. <clears throat> Kevin S., his Twitter handle is LF9Bbody, I think. Right? LF9B body. Okay. Who wins in a cage fight? Charles Morgan, UK, or Sergio Marchione? I'm giving the nod to Charles. Uh, 
he would choke Sergio out. Even though he has the the British accent and you can never – the only British person you should be afraid of is James Bond because the accent is not scary. Sorry to all my, my UK friends. Um, but I, it, he would just t- – I mean Sergio Marchion, all he does is wear sweaters. Charles Morgan dresses like he could drop kick Sergio Marchione. So I'm going with Charles Morgan. And then the next uh, thing is totally unrelated. So it was just somebody liking my Cadillac CTSV video, which you should go watch if you haven't already. So I know this is going to be a quick <laughs> I know this is going to be a quick podcast. It's like dipshits at Sebring again. Um, I know there's going to be a quick podcast tonight, and I apologize for that. Um, but I wanted to get something out there with my voice. Uh, I hope you don't totally hate the SEMA episodes. I know, you know, the plan was to do one every other weekend or surround our normal episodes with the SEMA episodes, but we've just been busy and, you know, life gets in the way and it's, this isn't, I mean, I'm not cash and paychecks to do this. So there's that too. Um, if something comes up, I have to do the thing that comes up. I would like to make this my job, but that's easier said than done. And you know, we're still figuring out how we're going to try to con you guys for some money, but we don't have the plan yet. So stay tuned and hold on to your hard-earned shekels. Um, hold on, let me see if anybody responded on the Facebook post to uh, tonight. I don't, I don't think anybody did, but I'm going to double check. Um, nope. N- yeah, nobody, nobody responded to that. Okay, that's great. Um, Though the Facebook like count is climbing, so go to our Facebook page and like it, facebook.com slash universe. Um, our YouTube channel is climbing. That's fantastic. Our, we're consistently in the top 10 on iTunes in the automotive section anytime we release a new episode, and that's because of all of you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and I really appreciate that. Oh, and somebody else was asking about stickers. We're going to try to get some stickers in the store restocked very soon. Uh, I will actually email you, person who emailed me, and get back to you when I know more because I appreciate your enthusiasm for our stickers. I think we literally have one left and it's in my truck and I'm not going to give it away because I'm probably going to stick it on my helmet. <clears throat> um, so we got some cool stuff coming down the, the pipe video-wise. McLaren video is coming out. Uh, we have an Audi TTS video coming out. I'm going to shoot the Q60 when I go to San Antonio. I am shooting a Titan XD video, which includes towing the Lemons race car. I'm also going to shoot a video at Lemons. So that will be interesting. Um, so we, we've got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to try to get into the, the TST podcast studio more often to crank out more episodes for you. The goal is actually to record a bunch um, or you know a number of them so we have some ready to go. Uh, and you don't just have to hear the Steam episodes for those of you who don't like them. Um, but thanks for hanging in there in between them. Uh, but for now, I got to go finish the rest of my Four Sons Utter Nightmare, which is awesome. Like I said, if you're in Southern California and see Four Sons, go get it. Because not only do they make good beer, and they're, they're literally not paying me for this, even though that sounded like Peyton Manning at the end of the Super Bowl. Um, they're good people making good beer. And they're car people. Um, so go go buy their beer. Um and uh, with that, I'm going to go join my wife for dinner. She put Sloan, my lovely baby, to bed tonight because she's an awesome wife. And uh, I will uh, see you guys when I get back from no, – not see you. I'm not going to see you. Don't come to my house. Uh, I'm, I'm, I will talk to you when I get back from London. Peace out.